Happy New Year. Those are three very welcomed words, aren't they? We have not had much to look forward to in a long time, but Happy New Year sounds so good. Welcome to 2021. My name is Kurt, and uh, I'm one of the pastors here at Mariner's Church, and I am so glad that you're part of the broadcast uh, today. You know, back when isolation got started about middle of March uh, of last year, um, I wanted to get Pastor Paul and, and, and Lisa, his wife, something special because uh, they're, they're empty nesters and uh, all their, their adult children uh, live out of the area. So I went down to the pet store here in Half Moon Bay and the guy at the pet store said, what you need to buy them is a parrot. Uh, I have a parrot that speaks five languages and they will have so much fun with this parrot. So I said, oh, okay, all right. So I made arrangements. I had the bird delivered to Paul's house. And, uh, and when I was talking with Paul a few days later, I said, I said hey, Paul, did, did you enjoy that bird that I sent over? And he said, yeah, yeah, it was delicious. And I said, wait, 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 wait a minute, Paul, did you eat that bird? Why would you eat that bird? It spoke five languages. And Paul said, it never said a word. <laughs> You know, we all have stories from 2020 that we could share. Stuff with family, our community, school, work, you name it. We all have stories from the last 10 months of 2020 that brought us joy and sorrow. Stuff that we enjoyed, stuff that we had fun with, and stuff that we hope to never do again. This morning, we're starting a new message series called, You Are Not Alone. Loneliness has always been a struggle, but it seems to be ramped up more so today. If you live with people now or you're by yourself at home, we have all experienced life or time of, of, of isolation in 2020. But God will meet us in those times of loneliness. God will meet us in those times and He will help us discover a way to deal with our loneliness. Loneliness has been called the second epidemic of 2020. According to a survey by the National Public Radio, Americans are lonely and feel left out. We feel poorly misunderstood and in need of companionship. COVID-19 and 2020 aside, loneliness is an epidemic, although a silent one. Social isolation and loneliness are twice as harmful to our physical and mental health as obesity. (laughs) But the only problem is when I'm alone... I don't care if my pants fit or not, right? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Loneliness does not discriminate with age. In fact, it was recently discovered that Gen Z, which are ages 18 to 22, has tested for the highest average score in loneliness compared to older generations. No doubt this increase can be connected to our growing and necessary use of technology. The internet as well as as social media platforms have been proven to heighten feelings of loneliness. 
Generation Z was brought up in an age steeped in technology, and it only continues to increase. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines loneliness as being without company, cut off from others, sadness from being alone, producing a feeling of bleakness or desolation. Can you relate to that? Great Britain decided that loneliness was such a, a major health problem that they, can, that they created a minister of loneliness, like a, like a presidential cabinet secretary. In 2017, 9 million of, six, of 67 million people in Great Britain said that they were lonely at some level. Now, my own Google searches, and this is major statistical research that I produced myself, found that two out of five, three out of five, three out of four, and 61% of Americans felt lonely. Now, i got to be honest with you. I'm not sure which of those statistics are correct or current, but since I'm trying to show you that loneliness is real, I'm going to use them all, all right? I'm going to use them all. A neuroscientist at the University of Chicago observed that loneliness is the discrepancy between what you want from your relationships and what you actually have. Now, is this a problem? Before I continue, I'm going to ask God to bless our study, our conversation today. God, we come to you in this moment. And some people are carrying a great burden called loneliness. Help us to hear from you this morning. Help us to meet with you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Loneliness is a problem because it's common and it's painful. It has social and health consequences. Loneliness carries a stigma that says lonely people are lonely because they're a social failure. Losses of friends and family can add up and the resilience that comes from the ability to get out and be social declines. Loneliness is common. It's everywhere. It affects all ages and stages of life. Loneliness takes its grip in our lives because we are intensely social people. I need to have meaning and purpose. Purpose can guide life decisions influence behavior, shape personal and professional goals. It offers a sense of direction and purpose creates meaning in my life. For some people, loneliness has deep effects on its meaningful and satisfying lifestyle and relationships. I desire to be valued and wanted. A person who feels valued develops deep roots in relationships with trust being its foundation. 
Trust leads to value. Value grows, grows my trust in relationships. And loneliness robs my ability to feel valued. I want to be loved. It's my desire for wholeness. We create love out of strong personal bonds. Love gives us a reassurance that we will be okay, that we'll be cared for and we'll be helped in times of need and we'll be given support to achieve goals. Loneliness can lead me to believe a lie, to think I'm lonely because I'm unlovable. Or nobody likes me because I'm not likable. Loneliness is an emotional feeling. And it helps to use emotional intelligence to make it better. So using emotional intelligence. Let's look at the Bible and see what it says about having purpose, being valued, and knowing love. God makes it very clear in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, That it is not good for man to be alone. God created man with three important parts. Body, soul, and spirit. When created, man was fully alive. His spirit lived in a healthy body and possessed a soul. His mind, his will, his emotions. A fully animated person. The first man. Adam had just one rule to follow, just one, not the Ten Commandments. He only had to follow one rule. He didn't keep that one rule. And he brought down the whole human race with him. Adam's soul and body didn't die that day, but his spirit did. His sin against God's one rule separated him from life and brought death. Death is separation. Adam became spiritually dead. Body and soul, body and mind was still alive, but his spirit, his connection to God is dead. Because the first man sinned, all humanity is affected. My grandmother and grandfather came to America as children in 1911. That was one year before the Titanic set sail. Imagine, if you will, that my grandparents were on that fateful voyage of the unsinkable ship, which was what the Titanic was known as. My mother would not have been born, and neither would I if my grandparents went down with the Titanic. My grandparents' deaths as children would have affected whole generations. The same is true for humanity. Our grandfather, Adam, died in sin. We're dead in sin, too. Because we're all born in the family line of Adam, we inherited his sin nature and we act just like him. Sinful. Even when we are on our best behavior, our actions are sinful in the eyes of God. His word says we are all infected and impure in sin. 
when we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sin sweeps us away like the wind. We can do nothing to change our spiritual condition at our birth. However, God has a wonderful way of thinking outside of the box. By His plan, we can be born into a different family line, a new spiritual identity. Before you were born, when you hadn't had one chance to prove yourself worthy of God's love by doing one single good deed, God opened His family line to you, to me. God chose you. God made a way for your separation from Him to end. God knew that you and I would never come to Him on our own. Because dead people don't make wise decisions. (laughs) So God did the unimaginable. He came to us. A perfect God stepped into an imperfect world to pursue you to pursue me. The sin that separates me from God makes it impossible for me to reach God. But He is not bound by those same restrictions. He chose to reach you. He chose to reach me. You may have started this day with no personal spiritual interest whatsoever. You may have had a bad religious experience earlier in life that has turned your heart away from seeking anything from God. Your parents may have set a horrible example for you of who God is. And you can't overcome those thoughts to trust in Him. You may think that this life is all that there is. When this life is over, it's over. So for you, in your mind, there is no God. You may be convinced that there is a higher power in the universe, but humanity hasn't figured it out yet, and you're still searching for it too. This may seem like an arrogant statement, but I assure you it is not. You are listening to this broadcast on purpose. God is drawing you to Himself. The Father who sent me draws you, is what Jesus said. The divine love of God is calling out to you now. By yourself, you would never have wanted Him. But His love alone begins to soften your heart so that you can hear Him calling your name. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up His life for us. God showed us how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. 
when God chose us, He made a plan to save us from our separation from Him. Jesus was God's plan. Jesus died in my place, in your place, to pay the penalty for our sin, our separation from God. God's love sent Jesus to pay that penalty. The same love is drawing you to God now. He has orchestrated the details of your life to guarantee that your spirit, which was dead in sin, would come alive through the sacrifice of Jesus. To all those who believed Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. What was once dead in sin can now be alive with God. God will take you out of the family line of Adam that is separated from him by sin and place you into his family through the life and death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. The person you were in Adam's family was put to death with Jesus and is no longer alive. We know that our sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know that we will also live with Him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and He will never die again. You're either dead or alive. You're alive or you're dead. <laughs> Those are the two options, right? In Adam's family, you're dead. Separated from the God who created you and loves you. In Jesus' family, you can be alive. United with God through faith in the work of Jesus. We began this message talking about loneliness. Do you remember what I said about loneliness? Loneliness is a problem because it's common and it's painful. It carries a stigma that says lonely people are a failure. Loneliness is everywhere and it affects all ages. Loneliness truly takes its grip in our lives. The grand purpose of life is to know God. Sin separates you and me from Him. His salvation eliminates that separation through faith. My true value is not found in what I can do or who I'm with. My true value comes from God who died to give me life. With all my heart, I want to be loved. There is no greater love in the universe than God's love, which chose me when I was separate from Him. 
It draws me even though I may not have Him on my mind. And it died in my place so that I can be called a child of God. If you're wrestling with loneliness today, I encourage you to look to God as your first relationship. He truly loves you. In the description below, we have some helpful tools that will help you on your journey to knowing God personally. Please let us know if you've begun that faith relationship with Jesus today. We want to celebrate that with you. And we also want to encourage you in your new faith relationship with God. Would you pray with me? God, we are lost without you. Thank you for having a plan that brings meaning, value, and love to our lives. Draw us close today. We need you. In Jesus' name. Amen.